Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders around the world. I'm back with more updates and I got some information that I was lacking yesterday, but it's, I think, important information because it contradicts what I was seeing happening and it portends, P-O-R-T-E-N-D-S, to be a good thing for the crypto industry in general if I'm reading the pattern correctly. Before I get into the rest of my pitch, I want to talk about the bear in the room which is bone, as I've talked about multiple times, and I keep hammering it. I know you're probably tired of me talking about it, but the reason I keep talking about it is because its behavior, price behavior, makes no sense to me. And either people don't know what the heck's going on or there's something else happening. Well, it turns out there may be something else happening because right now, as I look at the trading, the order books, and you would only see this on exchanges. So if you're going to like the swaps, you can't see this. You can kind of see it on deck stools. But to really get a sense of the orders, the actual orders that are flying through for given cryptos, you need to be on the exchanges where those cryptos are being traded, at least one of them. The order book, of course, is specific to the exchange. And so you could have in one exchange, the orders look different than another one. The beauty of Bone is, I believe, it's only on two exchanges, one of them being Hotbit. The other one, I think, is called Bit One, or something like that one. Big One, Bit One, I think it's Big One. And so Hotbit I've used, and I bought Bone through Hotbit because I'm not going to pay the gas fees, especially because the SHIB ecosystem has been kind of a joke recently, and I was not supportive of it. But I've always watched Hotbit because that's where my investments are, and I actually have some of my bones staked in their APY mechanic to where it generates Bone on a regular basis, and the rate just happens to be better than ShivaSwap. I do actually have Bone staked in ShivaSwap, but not a lot. The vast majority of mine is in Hotbit. And I noticed on the order book, the 24-hour price is very interesting, which is that it got over a dollar, dollar twenty-three, close to a dollar twenty-four, and I'm seeing positive trend lines on Bones movement. But I'm also seeing in the order book that there's a lot of orders for this to buy in at a very cheap price. There's just a lot of demand to buy at a cheap price. I also suspect that there are people who are buying from one exchange on the cheap and then trying to sell it here at profit. And the reason I suspect that to be the case is when I look at the sell order book, so this is basically people who are offering bone for sale, the price spread is more in line with what I would expect. Remember, it got as low as like 78 cents the other day. Here, it's about 86 cents. Earlier, it was about 89, 90 cents. That's roughly what I would expect it to be doing as far as trending upward is around about the between 85 and 90 cent mark. And so now I'm seeing that on the sell side, meaning they're offering it at the higher price. So people are certainly trying to get this price up, but I also am seeing some bots who are trying to help push the price up at least a little bit. It's just that there's strong demand. There's people who have put in limit orders for when the price goes down. And because of the volume of limit orders, I think that's what's affecting the price and kind of depressing it. So, I suspect, this is my theory, I'm not in that room, that there are people who are doing these limit orders to depress the price to add to their bag, meaning that they're, they know what I suspect, which is that this guy should be skyrocketing at some point, and they're doing limit orders, which are putting the price down in order to buy in at a discount because they're stacking bags and they're getting more on the cheap, which is what I said I recommend people do. The only way I'm going to know I'm right is the passage of time. Based on the graph I'm seeing and the trend line I'm seeing, if I'm right, we should start seeing this guy skyrocket somewhere around mid-February, maybe 
early March-ish, is my guess. I might be way off, but I'm at least reassured that there's not something catastrophic going on with the freaking industry with people completely overlooking bone and that they're not overlooking bone. They're just being smart about it, and they're trying to exploit the system. SHIB, of course, is down, way down. It seems to have some positive movement, but it looks like people are just selling. It is going to plateau. This is my prediction, and I do think it's going to have another run back up to that initial all-time high sometime in the near future. It has not happened yet, but as of what I'm seeing, the trend line starts is starting to move in a positive direction. It's hard to tell with that one because there's still strong sell pressure on SHIB because of disappointment from the investor pool about what happened. So I'm not even going to try to predict what month on that one. It's just too tricky to do. In news, Cardano... And I've mentioned Cardano in some of the earlier episodes, and I've been bullish on Cardano, but I've been told that their idiot was an idiot, their boss was an idiot, right? Cardano had an issue with Coinbase. It apparently only affected Coinbase, as far as I could tell, where they released a fork, a new fork, and it caused some issues. And Coinbase, you weren't able to buy and sell, and so they shut it down temporarily. As I'm told, it's back up now. But Cardano... I suspect based on the changes that they're making, because one of the initial changes they did was to introduce the ability for coins to be minted on that network. So then it's kind of a parallel now to Binance and, and Tron and so on to where now you can mint tokens on that network. Well, that's going to spike it. That's going to jump it because its gas fees are extremely low. Of course, polygons are lower, but Polygon is less known. Cardano has been around for a while. Everybody knows Cardano and you can buy Cardano everywhere. Cardano's another one. I've been bullish about it since it started, but if its leadership has been incompetent, which seems to have been the case, to me it's just been harmed by that incompetency of leadership, not because of not because of the token itself. I think it's a solid token, solid project, strong potential to help shake up the industry, especially based on whatever's going to happen with ETH20. So if you are looking for diversity in your portfolio, I do recommend Cardano, which is ADA's call sign, ADA. I do recommend it just to kind of sit on it. Plus, you can use it to transfer funds, but it's it's a little bit more expensive to do that than to do it with, say, Polygon or Tron. But I do think it's solid for just part of the portfolio just to kind of sit on it. Now, you're not going to get any sort of crazy amount of benefits out of it. It doesn't have solid, you know, reflection or any of that kind of stuff going on as far as I'm aware. There are ADA variants on different blockchains. So you have an ADA on Binance, for example. So if you were to... Let's say do ADA Cash, which is on the Binance Smart Chain, and then get ADA in the Binance. Then you would have to bridge it over to the actual ADA blockchain in order to take advantage of it. That may be something that you consider doing if you were already in it or if you were choosing to mine it from one of the different services, like I think ProHashing has it, as well as Unmineable. What I'm saying is I'm not advocating that you do or don't buy into Cardano. I'm simply saying that from my perspective, Cardano is is bullish signal always has been bullish signal seems to have just bad leadership at points has made some mistakes and missteps but it looks like they're working towards something solid that could start a run-up to be a competitor to ethereum depending on the success or failure of eth2o from this podcaster's perspective i think it's worth at least looking at if nothing else and just see if it makes sense to that point the bnb token has started to come back up in value and remember i said BNB started, I want to say it was less than a dollar. It might have been like 40 cents or something. It was low. And then it spiked as high as $600, and then it had a crash. It had a major crash, just like Ethereum. Ethereum is also trending back up. Bitcoin's trending back up. Ethereum went below 
the $3,000 mark, but it bounced back pretty quick, so we know its resistance point. But Binance is jumping even faster than the other two, and part of that's because, remember, I said that the fork that the Binance chain had done in December introduced the idea of burning the core token. So it's now truly a deflationary token. The actual token used to pay for gas when you're transacting on Binance Smart Chain, which is what people wanted people uh, the SHIB side to do, is to use the SHIB token to burn for gas for Shibarium, and that didn't happen. And remember I said that any token that's used in that fashion and is, is the burn token for gas, it's automatically going to be deflationary. It's going to go up in price, not just because of the burn, but because of people that have to hold it. You have to hold it in order to support it. With having Bohm play that role, it leaves the SHIB folks in a lurch, and I believe that's being reflected in the price movement of SHIB not being as fast as people might have wanted it to be. There's no update on Satama because as I last checked, the Cytomask still was not working. The message to tell people that they're still working on it. I saw an update came uh, about 12 hours ago that said, hey, we're still working on some stuff. They gave a Wolfpack message. I don't know what went, what the conduit was. It came from an iCloud screenshot, so I'm assuming that it was either Telegram or something else, which I'm not going into. I'll check sometime later today, but Telegram just ag aggravates me to no end. But as far as I can tell, that one's still not working, still not up and running. And it was confirmed that a, a, quite a few people actually sent their money to the test net, which is very unfortunate. And it was never acknowledged from the team that that was happening. But I'm assuming they were trying to not have kind of a massive panic. And so they wanted to keep quiet. And then one of the people I was going to have on the show chimed in and said, yes, he basically agrees kind of the same thing I'm saying, which is that the developers just have dropped the ball. But now is the time for them to stay quiet, get it fixed, just get it done. I do think, though, they should acknowledge at least partial acknowledgement of the true underlying issues. They say it's still DDoS. Whether it is or not, I'm not in that room. I can't say for a fact. All I can tell you is that Cytomass still isn't working. And, of course, it was supposed to launch on the Saturday and be this whole big shindig, and it's kind of been a so-called popcorn fart, so that's what that is. So there's nothing left for me to cover until they get that rectified and resolved. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go in there and give you any additional information like I might have wanted to uh, with respect to coverage about the gas fees and so on. I will say that if anybody reports that, the, hey, the gas fees were none, deep, 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 they might have sent to Testnet because Testnet doesn't have gas fees because there's no money. So there's nothing there. So it might be that some people that are saying a thing were affected by the issue that happened and they just don't realize it. So just be aware that could be a thing that affects anybody who you see a screenshot shared saying, yeah, I did it, and gas was nothing. We don't really know how that affects mainnet. We know how it affects testnet, and it's possible that they are just on the testnet and they have not realized it yet. And then I want to go ahead and cover my underdog token, and I call it underdog token, but I guess in this case, well, it, it counts. It's fair. I'm going to say it's fair. I'm going to say it counts. This one got a little bit of chatter across social media, not a lot of chatter, and I don't know if it's just the name of the token. I'm not really sure. But I thought I'd do something a little bit different on this one because of the name of it, which I, I see the reason for the name. The site's very clear about the reason of the name, but the name of the token caused me to think about one thing, and if you're anywhere around my age, the moment I play this part instrumental, you should automatically know what I'm talking about. Now, it's entirely possible that you don't listen to that style of music. Trust me, I don't listen to that style of music, but it's one of the most well-known songs 
of like a generation or two ago. And shame on you if you couldn't recognize it from the licks. And I'm not going to call it the artists because I want you to say, hey, I recognize that. I've heard that somewhere before, but I can't place it. Now, I'm kind of spoiling it because I'm going to give the name of token here in a moment as official crypto cowboy token. Official crypto cowboy token, a.k.a. OCCT at officialcryptocowboy.ca. This is a, a father-son token. Two guys out of Canada, looks like. And then they partnered up with another developer in Canada and a developer out in Australia. And this was apparently kind of inspired to help people who have been taken, you know, scams, rug pulls. And so there was kind of this inspirational message behind why the token became a thing. And it's on the Ethereum chain. So you'd buy it through either Uniswap or you can buy it, fortunately, yay, through Hotbit. I love that they prioritize an exchange. Number one, let me just give you kudos on that one. Hercules, Hercules, because so many tokens don't like affinity, don't seem to understand that the exchanges are how you get people and how you get money and how you make it easy to avoid gas, regardless of descend, doot, doot, doot. And I will apologize in advance for what I'm going to say about the token because there are some things I did notice that concerned me, not that they are scams, they're not, it's legit, I can tell it's legit, I love what they're doing, but as I've said on the front of the podcast, one thing I want to always be is impartial with my coverage, and I try to be respectful about it, but there are some things I see here that don't make sense, and treat this as an invite for them to help explain what it is that I'm seeing, because chances are, my theory is that the website just isn't up to date, And if you heard what I said about Farmer Doge, one thing that should always be in play is making sure that the website is kept up to date with the latest, greatest information because it is your single source to communicate that's not going to go away. It should not be Telegram. It should not be Twitter. It should be your website, static, unchanging. So let me talk about this. It's been audited by TechRate. Of course, you know I don't rate TechRate. I'm hoping that they'll have a certic audit done at some point i don't today see that there is a certic audit if there is one i'd love to i'd love to smoke if anybody wants to chime in and say yes we have it and yes here it is i'd love to hear that but as of right now i don't see that there happens to be a certic audit if there's a certic audit that would be good and i can review the findings of the certic audit just to make sure that there's nothing that stands out that's overtly concerning from their perspective or dessert finance. Maybe that's a nice one as well, but I think dessert finance predominantly does the Binance chain tokens. So I suspect it's only going to be certain if it's going to happen. Hopefully that happens at some point in the future. But as of today, there's only a tech rate audit. It has a hundred quadrillion in supply. 1% reflection to everybody who holds 1% that goes to a marketing wallet and 1% that goes to a burn. So it's a routine distribution type mechanic as we see with many tokens however here's concern number one and it's i would consider it a medium not quite large but a medium concern and i suspect it's simply that the website and docs have not been updated that's why i want to give them the benefit of the doubt the website and the white paper there is a white paper i think the web the white paper is not that good and the reason i say it's not that good is it doesn't tell you much about the project but also it appears to have been built from a template of a photographer resume and that's not what i want to see and that means it was kind of half-assed and thrown out there to me enough time and attention should be done to your white paper to really sell it 
My rubric episode breaks it down. The who, what, where, when, how, and why of what you're doing and how it's going to benefit your investors. As it stands, I consider it a throwaway document that doesn't tell us enough, which is a small concern, but I think if you really want to appeal to the, the high-level investors, the ones that actually have money in the game, your white paper needs work. It needs to be built from scratch. Don't use a photographer resume template. Build it from scratch. Use inspiration from others that have done it. And again, I pointed Dozilla as probably the best overall white paper example I have seen or can think of. It's a very well done white paper. Uh, very few have come close to what that one's doing. So use it as a model, even if Dozilla is, isn't legit. Just the way their white paper is structured and the information is what I'm talking about. So the white paper and the website refer to an 80% initial burn. The reason that this one is kind of a higher level concern to me is that as far as all evidence I can see, there was no burn that took place. And when I think of initial burn, I mean that before people even buy it, you would have done that burn, which would have left a 20 quadrillion inventory. As far as I can tell, and according to the self-reported, which comes from this team, it's still 100 quadrillion. So where's the 80% coming into play? They do recurrent burns, which look like they're manual burns. I see those on various social media updates. That's cool, but that's not initial. That's a different type of burn. What happened to the 80% initial burn? Again, my suspicion is that either the website's out of date and the doc's out of date and they changed their mind, meaning they decided not to do the burn, or that the initial is the wrong word and they meant 80% burn over time. One of them must be the case based on what I'm seeing of it, but when you, ref when you represent that there's going to be an 80% burn and then there's not one, I consider that somewhat of a medium problem. And the reason I'm so adamant about that one, Dozilla dealt with the same thing where there was supposed to be a certain burn that took place and they did do burns, but the burns were not according to what the investors thought it would be. And it ended up taking the token as a result. They've been doing burns as they promised, but they didn't do it the way that they described in all their documentation. They eventually got to the point where everything's settled, but you're still having that issue now with investor sentiment that I keep talking about. So I want to see that fixed. If there, if there was supposed to be an 80% burn, that means there should be 20 quadrillion supply. If there's truly 20 quadrillion supply, coin market cap is way off, the price is way off, and we should fix it because that means anybody who's currently holding is probably a millionaire by now. My guess is there was no burn. And the reason I suspect this is because I hold a pretty decent bag of OCCT now of some spare money I had tossed away and just kind of watched the price movement on Hotbit. Before I did this update, because I wanted to be fair as far as the price movement and the behavior of the token. So I suspect there is not a burn that had happened, the initial burn. I suspect it couldn't have because the price movement doesn't correlate with a burn having happened. If a 80% burn did happen, again, I want the smoke and I'd love more details about how that worked and what that meant and how that was able to uh, take place. And maybe it did and I don't see it. But in terms of the volume numbers I'm seeing on Hotbit, I can't see how it's possible in based on the buys and the sells and everything else. Or is coin market cap completely wrong, in which case I think we should update it because it's not representative of what people's value proposition should be for this token and the true price movement of the token, especially your market cap. Because like right now, if you were to look at the market cap just in a vacuum, it makes it seem like you can make no profit off this. And I know that can't be true because there's still inventory out there. So something's not quite right. And I want to see that something is corrected. 
I want to see that something is adjusted to so where it's correctly representative of where we really are with this token. And I think it would help the price movement significantly. Again, it may come across that I'm trashing them. I'm not. I want to see that these things are taken into consideration when you manage a token. I want to see that you're taking the time to make sure all source points are current and up to date and don't just trust Telegram as your messaging conduit. We need to make sure all these sources are updated as well. We need to make sure the exchanges are represented clean. Circulating supply is accurate because that's how we understand market cap, which is how we can predict. And with certain traders at the higher level, they're going to want to see that before they buy into your project. Now, here's where I also have some concerns. On the site, so outside of the 80% burn, so set that aside for a moment, but on the site, they refer to a locked liquidity. And they said that the liquidity is locked for two years. However, when you go on, if you didn't know, dextools.io, it has a function where you should be able to verify locked liquidity. The problem is that it only links to one source, which is Unicrypt, which is the most common way to lock liquidity. According to Unicrypt, there is no locked liquidity, as far as they're concerned, for this particular token. Now, I suspect that the liquidity lock is a certain, either a certain pair that Unicrypt is not aware of, or it's a certain type of, you know, like Uniswap V3 as opposed to V2 or something else. I suspect that's what's going on to where it just doesn't know based on what it has access to where that lock would or would not be. I checked all the different pairs that I could think of and I can't see anything that tells me that this token has a lock liquidity in Unicrypt. And I specifically say Unicrypt because as I did a little bit more digging, I was able to find some lock liquidity mentions in I believe it's called Team Finance. And Team Finance has a service as well where you can optionally lock liquidity there. And there I was able to see liquidity lock. However, it's got two different locks going on. There's a lock of 2%, only 2%, and it's the tokens that are locked, not the liquidity. So that would indicate basically a burn in a sense, quote unquote. And that one's only for the next, you know, it's three months from now. So that would have been like half a year. So it's not the two years. But then there's a liquidity lock, and it's 99% liquidity locked, but it's it's for 77 years. Okay, well, that's great, but why did we say two years? Because I don't see any evidence of a two-year lock, and I see a token lock, which looks like a, a burn, but it's temporary. It's not permanent. It's just under $100,000 of value. When that unlocks, that should, in theory, possibly decrease the value, but I don't know the strategy behind the breakout because the website doesn't talk about this. It doesn't specify why the lock was done the way it was done. It goes back to my point of making sure there's enough data on your site and on your white paper to talk about your strategy. If you're going to lock liquidity, great, but let's talk about why that's done and the breakout. And I suspect some decisions were made after the fact later to do certain types of locks and the website was never updated. The white paper was never updated. That's just a theory. I can't know because I wasn't in that room. So the token lock, which is the equivalent to the burn, that one unlocks in May, according to what I'm seeing. And it goes to a specific wallet, so it's not renounced ownership as of this point. And then the liquidity one, I want to say that was like 99 years. It was like some crazy amount for 99% of the liquidity for 99 years total or something, or 77. It was a outrageous number 77 years 99 percent liquidity 
okay, that's that's not bad, but but I want to understand it better, and the website should talk about that. I think that's something that's worth talking about. If you really have locked it that long, why would you not broadcast that you did that? Because I think that would help in investor sentiment, and your white paper certainly should talk about it. Your website should certainly talk about it. Now, overall, the value of that liquidity has had some challenges, predominantly, I suspect, because of exposure. Not many people know about this token. It's gotten some organic chatter on social media here and there, and it's got a decent value given how early it is in the process for this token. It hasn't been around for very long. I think it started, did it start at sometime in December, I want to think? Sometime to, or November, November. So it hasn't been around for very long, and to get to that level of market cap is good because it means you had a good, strong, organic growth pattern. But I do think that there, it's, it's having some challenges that are, I don't know if they're preventable because I'm not sure what the, the bear season played, what factor that played into it. But I do think that the inaccurate numbers, what I believe to be inaccurate numbers on core market cap might be affecting price potential. Meaning that when you see that the fully diluted market cap and market cap are the same, there's a perception that you're not going to get to max profitability because it's already hit max profitability. If that's true, which I don't think it is, then most people might look away and not buy into it. So step one that I would recommend is to correct what's going on with the market cap, which is correlated to the circulating supply. What is the true circulating supply? If it's 100 quadrillion, I don't think it is because they've done some burns. So if it's really 100 quadrillion and they didn't do a burn, that would be a problem. But if it's lesser than that, we need to make sure that circulating supply gets updated so it's better representative for the market cap to be calculated so we can understand what is the potential for profit on this guy. From what I can see, it looks to me like the fully diluted market cap is being shortchanged, like it's, it's not correct. And I suspect that's because of the volume because the volume per market cap, which is based on of the market cap that we have, how is volume getting to that point? It almost seems like there was a downtrend in how many people were transacting with the token, which then affected fully diluted, but it shouldn't if you have burn mechanics going on because they should balance each other out. So step one I would do is get the circulating supply updated correctly ASAP. That should be accurate, correct, and ideally CoinMarketCap should at some point verify what that number is. Then they would recalculate what the fully diluted would be based on the price movement that we would see from the regular market cap correlated from the circulating supply. In other words, fully diluted, as I said, is if every token were sold, what's the market cap going to look like? That's fully diluted. Market cap is, since they're not all sold, what is the current market cap? They can't be the same because we know that not all tokens are in circulation. That doesn't make any sense. If they've got certain tokens that are locked into a wallet, they're being counted as well. And if the burns are not being counted, that means the circulating supply is wrong. That means the market cap is wrong. If the market cap is wrong, fully diluted must be wrong. So I think there's some updates to be made there that would help potentially the project. Getting on more exchanges might help a little bit. Organic word of mouth, I think, at first. Token like this is excellent because, you know, you should be able to get people from the South and the United States easy on something like this just based on the story that they tell and the family and the the, the Corvette giveaway that they talked about. Yeah, that might appeal to some people. But when you talk about just the organic nature that's spun up and the people behind it and being fully doxxed and trying to 
make people wealthy and do it right, I think there's a story to be told that you should easily be able to sell the South. And there's millions of people in the South, so there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to get even 1% of that group of people to buy into a token like this. I don't see a reason why not, because otherwise it's solid. Like the general fundamentals are solid. It seems like it's just accuracy of the data, perhaps, and how it's presented where there's some things that aren't being done to keep data up to date and that may be causing people to hesitate to buy into it because they don't they don't trust the numbers and they don't know how to uh, calculate what the profitability is going to be. That's my theory. So talking about their phases, they do want to have a charitable portion to this and use some of this for charity, increase their holder counts. And of course, the holder counts are going to necessarily increase over time just because of word of mouth, which I do think that they do a decent job of getting word of mouth done on the various social media. They seem to be very adept about social media. They're very aware of every platform. They don't just focus on Telegram. They do use a Telegram, but they don't just focus on it. They're on Twitter. Very good. They're on Facebook. Good. They're on Discord. Good. They pay attention to their Reddit. They pay attention to stock twits, which many tokens don't, and they should because there's a lot of people there as well. And then, of course, they, they're aware of the different sources like CoinGecko. It's just that, again, I think the data may not be, be getting represented accurately to give people the true picture of what's going on with the token because, to me, I see strong price potential on this that the, you know, the various charts are not showing. I don't think they're showing it the way they need to. Volume is down, but the value is up and trending upward. And I do think, again, it has a bullish sentiment to it primarily because of the organic nature, but I think it's being held back again by not having confidence necessarily in the data. And I want to see more that's done to get confidence in the data because to me, this one should be jumping, jumping, just the same way as Shinja was jumping and others for the organic nature of it. Volume is down, so not a lot of people know about it, but because you have social media awareness, there's no reason that people shouldn't be. There's no reason the volume shouldn't be higher than what it is. And I'm standing firm that I just think that data accuracy is playing a factor. And I could be way off, but I think it is. Now, it did hit a point of all-time low very, very recently. However, many tokens do the same thing. And I talked about that same trend line pattern that you saw with Satama, that you saw with SHIB. They all do the same thing, which is that they'll have an initial spike and then a crash. Well, Crypto Cowboy Token, official Crypto Cowboy Token, it started at a higher number and then trended downward as opposed to having a low point, then spike, then crash. Because it started high and then it trended downward and it didn't do a crash down, but it then started trending back up, to me that indicates a bullish pattern, personally speaking, and I think it's a long haul, but it depends on the burns. The burns are going to be the differentiator for the price of this and the true circulating supply going on because I think there's just uncertainty about as far as the data, uncertainty about how many tokens are really out circulating to where this price can be calculated like it's supposed to be. And if my gut is correct, that it's all about the circulating supply and there's something wrong with it, as far as reported, this one's price should, this one should ease. I think it's got 10 zeros right now. This one easily should drop at least five zeros, <laughs> at least. Like if you truly have burn mechanics doing what they're supposed to do, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to drop five zeros minimum on this guy because again that circulating supply is the big differentiator and making sure that the 
fully diluted market cap is accurately represented compared to more volume going into the system. In other words, think of it like this. If I've got 500 people shopping at a store, my profit potential is only as high as the amount of money those people bring with them, right? So let's say that each of those people, when they walk in the store, spend $10, okay? So basically I get $5,000 out of the total for that day, $5,000. I have a choice. Either I can convince those people to bring more money in or I convince more people to come in and do $10. What I'm seeing right now in the chart movement is that they're effective at bringing more people to bring $10, but they're not effective at bringing more people that are bringing more money in or that the existing people they have are putting more money into it. And this may simply be a symptom of not seeing the strong enough price movement that they would expect if the token were at the value I think it should be. So call to action if they're listening, and I'll add them. Call to action number one, get CoinMarketCap up to date. Start with that circulating supply. It's I believe it's wrong because if you're doing burns and it looks like you are, that circulating supply must be wrong. It cannot be correct. Number two, figure out what's going on with the market cap and fully diluted because they should not be the same if you're doing burns and we know that you don't have everybody holding at least one token. That can't be the case because you've got hot bid out there. There's still buys and sells going on. You don't have a lot of holders at this point and your volume is so small. There's no way that you got everybody bought into this thing. So I suspect that the not only the circulating supply, but also the total supply versus market cap calculation is whacked. So I think the market cap is wrong on coin market cap and needs to be recalculated. I suspect it's somewhere, I, I think it's keying off the liquidity, but if it's keying off the liquidity, to me, that means that it's way out of whack because the liquidity's just over 100,000. And then the rest is locked. Well, the locked liquidity is not that large either. So where's the rest of that money coming from? I suspect the market cap is somewhere in the neighborhood of about eh, 500,000 to a million, maybe 2 million is my guess. And then the fully diluted, when you take into consideration the token inventory, I suspect is somewhere in the neighborhood it, on 100 quadrillion tokens. I suspect it's somewhere in the neighborhood of about eh, 50 million to 100 million where it should be. And I want them to take the time to try to figure out what's going on with it because I am summarizing this. I think it's a good project. I think it's a solid project. I don't think it's a scam at all. I think they're doing the right things, but it may not have the right momentum in the right places and then getting the data correct in order to represent how the profit potential of this one. This one feels like another Satama. This one feels like another SHIB, probably times three. This one feels like it's a strong contender if it's properly nurtured, because again, just the messaging of the token alone, being a crypto cowboy token, you should automatically be appealing to people in the South of the United States, and there's millions of people down there. There should be no reason for them not to buy into it, because the story you're telling is exactly the story they want to hear. Somebody who is a regular everyday Joe, who wants to help regular everyday Joes make some money, and all you got to do is put a little bit in there, each, each one of you, and that's, to me, I think the messaging, each one of you put 10 bucks in this thing and you get millions of people do the same thing. Like, seriously, there's no reason this thing should not skyrocket from what I can see. I challenge you as your call to action listener to take a look at this crypto cowboy token, excuse me, official crypto cowboy.ca is the website. 
take a look at it. I want you to understand I don't see the 80% initial burn. If you do see it, I want the smoke. Please let me know. I don't personally see it, but I see strong potential in this one. But it seems like the possibly marketing is where there needs to be some work and then making sure the data is correct on all the different sites that report information about it. CoinGecko seems to be more accurate from what I can tell, but CoinGecko is just keying off some of the data as far as the, you know, the tokenomics, the circulating supply, and so on. I'm also curious to see more information, like I said, on the white paper, especially around the charity. Talk about that. Talk about what are you going to do with the charity and the charitable foundations? What is your marketing strategy going forward? How are you going to get more people to, to pay that $10? I'm not even talking about getting whales. I don't even think that's a big deal yet. I'm talking about getting more people to buy 10. And you know what I might even recommend to them potentially is to consider whether or not in this case to do the airdrop method, but do it in an announced fashion. Use your discord, use your Twitter, use everywhere. And just say, if you're interested in participating and being one of our holders, let us know and we'll airdrop you a token to increase the holder count. That's what I got for you today. That's the official crypto cowboy token. Take a look at it. I will possibly see you tomorrow because I'm fortunately not having to deal with any nonsense. But if Cytomask comes up, I'll take a look at it and let you know.